Hi guys, welcome back. Today we are in episode five of season four, all about real food. We're talking about how to avoid feeling overwhelmed by the whole idea, because it can feel overwhelming, I know. We're going to specifically break down four questions that you should ask yourself. And I really think these are going to help if you do have that feeling of crazy overwhelm when it comes to meal prep or snacks or just the whole idea of how can I get more real food into my family's diet. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life one step at a time. Let's do this together. First of all, a quick shout out to today's sponsor, True Leaf Market. I love them. I've been telling you guys about them. Please go check them out. Go to solelyrested.com slash seeds for a link not only to my absolute favorite seed company, also a list of all the other great things I love getting from True Leaf Market. I'm talking about Smart lids that I have on five gallon buckets for all of our food storage down in our root cellar. I'm talking about uh, fermenting kits. I love their fermenting springs. Going to be doing that soon. Hopefully, I'll, I mean, I'm, <laughs> it's going to be at least months before the garden is producing enough food for me to be fermenting, but I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say soon. Um, and their sprouting kit. I use it all year long and they have great sprouting seeds. Just don't take my word for it. Go check them out. Go to solelyrested.com slash seeds where you will find that list of things I love and a link to their company's website. And I really think you're going to love at least a few things that you find there. Okay. Sorry for my delay in getting around to episode five. There's been a few weeks break and I'm just going to tell you. I'm not sure. Like I really thought I was going to do this whole season one week at a time, week after week. I was going to be devoted because I was so excited about this topic and I have the everything all outlined, ready to go. But life, life is always throwing a curveball, right? First of all, I always forget how crazy busy spring is on the farm. Like, I don't know why, eight years of living here and every year it hits me like a hammer to the head, how crazy busy all of a sudden it is. Like you're, you're slow moving, not a lot going on. Sugar season is winded down. It's still cold outside. And then all of a sudden, boom, like in the next five days, I've got to get the entire garden planted. Like now it's got to go in because we have a short growing season. So it's just, it's just a crazy, crazy time. And then once you get the garden planted, there's more things. There's trellising and there's mulching to do and yada, yada. Oh, and the pigs came. That's always so exciting. We have the 10 piglets running around. I mean, they're not free ranging, <laughs> but they're still very fun. So anyway, on top of all that, I mentioned very briefly, was it four episodes ago? The very exciting thing happening in our family, but I don't know if I told you how quickly it was progressing. My youngest baby got engaged. Absolutely amazing young man. So excited to welcome him to the family. Um, And they, you know, I think it's partly because life is just crazy. I mean, what the heck's going on in the world, guys? I don't know. It's just crazy. (laughs) Life. Um, Maybe partially because of that. 
but they would say no. They'd say no. It has nothing to do with the craziness of the world. They just figured why wait. We have our jobs. We have our plan. We have our budget. We love each other. Let's move forward. They're getting married in just a few weeks in July. So that's exciting. And it's going to keep the summer very busy. Um, so I don't know, just so much going on. So I guess all of that to say, I hope that the next episode is out in one week. My goal is weekly. Um, but enough, enough of that. Let's move on to actually what we're talking about. I know that the whole idea of real food is overwhelming and I'm going to be totally honest right now. It's overwhelming to me some days. Just last night I was in the garden. I lost track of time when I was getting things planted. When I came back to the house, it was after seven o'clock. i had had a plan for dinner. I had the meat defrosted. I knew what I was going to do with the potatoes. I was going to throw a salad together, but there I am with mud under my fingernails exhausted from being in the garden from, I think I went down there at two. So from two to seven, you know, bending over planting, I was just exhausted. I didn't feel like making dinner. I still could have done it. I absolutely could have, but I didn't. In fact, (laughs) I wasn't planning on telling you this, but I'll just tell you, we had a frozen pizza for dinner. It tasted gross, kind of hated it, only ate about half of it, but I mean, it was something and we moved on. I didn't beat myself up over it. We moved on. So we're having the steak tonight and all is okay, (laughs) but it can be overwhelming. I know. So here's my thoughts on four things to ask yourself when you're trying to decide where do I even start? I really want more real food in our diets. Really want to be giving my family healthy snacks, etc. Where do I start? There's so many different things I could do. And I can't do it all at once. There's just no way. So here's the questions. We're going to break them down. And I decided instead of waiting until I had enough time to go through all four of them, we're going to make today's episode a little shorter. We'll see. I mean, once I start talking, you never know. (laughs) I'm going to try because I really got to move on with the gardening that has to be done today. Um, So we're just going to talk about two of these questions today in this episode. And in our next episode, we're going to talk in depth about the other two. But I'm going to give you the four questions, okay? First of all, what are you spending a lot of money on right now as far as food in your house? Because most likely, whatever it is that you're spending the most amount of money on for processed food or things you're buying that you could be making, that might be a really good place to start. For me, um, the two things were tea. I was, I was getting a tea shipment, I think like maybe twice a month. And Bill was like, what are you doing? What is all this tea? I'm like, well, it's all so good. And I I need more tea. (laughs) And that made me realize, oh, maybe I could be making some of my own organic teas and not have to be ordering as much, right? And peanut butter. We go through a lot of peanut butter. I love peanut butter, mainly because I'm making sourdough bread weekly. And my favorite snack is to grab a slice or two of sourdough bread, quickly toast it, and slather it with peanut butter. Like it's it's what I've done since I was a kid. It's just one of my favorite snacks. So I, I started making our own peanut butter years ago. It was a complicated process in the beginning. We'll talk more in a minute about this, but I got it to the point that finally it is so easy. It literally takes two minutes and I have a mason jar full of homemade, amazingly nutritious peanut butter for 
less money than I was spending. And it just makes me feel so good. It's weird. After years of doing it every time without fail, when that peanut butter is done and I'm loading it into the mason jar, I can't help but smile. It just makes me feel good that I just made this. Okay, so that's the first question. What do you spend a lot of money on? Second of all, what do you just not have? What do you go without because it's too expensive? Or maybe it's just inconvenient for you to buy. It's hard for you to find. For me, it was kombucha. The girls years ago really wanted kombucha. And once in a very great while, we'd buy a jar when we were at, or a bottle when we were at the store. Or I'd, if I was really splurging, I'd buy them each a bottle. Um, and I think once I bought three bottles, one for myself too. But I mean, it's so, so expensive. But they really enjoyed it. And they were pinning things, going on Pinterest and pinning these recipes. And I'm like, it just seems too complicated, guys. A SCOBY? What the heck is a SCOBY? I don't know. But finally, I realized this was something that they really enjoyed. That's good for you. That I wasn't providing for them because it costs too much money, period. End of story. Now, sure, there's a lot of things in our life that would fit that bill that, yeah, we'd love to have, but it's too much money. But when it comes to real food, usually you don't have to avoid it because of the money. I mean, that's not necessarily true because sometimes the real food costs the most expensive, right? But in the case of kombucha, I should say, definitely, there was no need for us to avoid it. I just had to learn how to make it and I had to learn the tips and the tricks to make it well, but the cost is so minimal. We're going to talk about that. Okay. The third question is, what can you not find? Like literally, no matter how much you wanted to spend, you can't find it that suits everybody in the family, that everybody likes because they have different tastes or, or the way your family likes it. It just, you've never found one. You've never been able to buy X, Y, or Z with the taste that your family likes. If you really think about it, I bet you there's a few things. And I bet you, if you do the research, you put the time into trying it, you could make it amazingly well and your family love it. It might even be your own special family version of whatever it is. For us, it was taco seasoning. Bill is so, uh, do I want to say picky? Um, he has a very sensitive palate when it comes to anything that he calls hot or he calls it spicy. Whereas me, I'm like, that tastes so good. There's nothing spicy about that. But he's like, oh no, that's too spicy. Like he barely likes any pepper in anything. But taco seasoning, it was impossible to find. There just was no taco seasoning that he was happy with because it was just too spicy, too odd, too weird. Um, But we love tacos. Our family loves tacos, but he would always just kind of do the little weird nose thing when it came to, really not crazy about this seasoning. So I started playing around with it and made my own. And now everybody's happy. We have tacos often. It's a great thing. And I make it in bulk. I save money. It's always available. It's just, it's a very big win, win, win for us. The fourth question is what do you just eat a lot of? Like a lot. And you'd be better off if you were making it yourself, either because you could save money or because if you live rurally, it's just, it's such a hassle to go get it whenever you want it. Um, for us, it was bread. We were always running out of bread. If I buy it at the local little convenience store, it cost literally four or five times as much. Um, and I knew I could make it. 
So I started years ago making our own bread. We still buy it. I'm not going to lie. We definitely still buy bread, but we buy a lot less. And if I realize enough ahead of time, a day or two ahead that we're running out, I can go ahead and make it and we don't have to worry about running out to get bread. Okay, so those are the four questions. Um, going back to that first one, what are you spending a lot of money on? For me, I told you it was peanut butter and tea. So for tea, the my most favorite tea in the world is something that is so simple, but I enjoy it so much. And it's caffeine-free. It's really cheap to make yourself. And I think I even have all the ingredients on my pantry checklist that I mentioned to you guys in previous episodes. Um, I do. And in fact, if you go to solelyrested.com slash pantry, please do that if you haven't already and download that totally free printable that I created for you. I think it's like seven pages and it's a list of the items that I try to always have on hand in our kitchen that makes it so much more convenient to really be able to have real food for our meals and for our snacks. So the ingredients for my tea are on there as well because I never want to run out of this because I love this tea. It tastes kind of like coffee. It's made with three things, cinnamon chips, dandelion root, and chicory. Chicory is one of those things that for ever, I'm not, not forever, since before the depression, people were using in place of coffee. So you could just use chicory probably. I've never even tried that, honestly. The dandelion root adds so many health benefits. It's a great nutritional value to your diet. And then the cinnamon chips, it just tastes good. It just makes it a little bit better. So you use a one to one to two ratio. So the first two items, the cinnamon and the dandelion, one to one, and then two parts chicory. And I mix it up in bulk size. I have the exact directions. I'll leave that in the show notes um, so that I so that you know how much you need to do a quart jar full of it. And then when you go to make your cup of tea, you just need a tablespoon in 16 ounces of hot water. I like my mugs big. If you use a typical mug, you only need a half a tablespoon and, and let it steep for two minutes. That's it. And now we're not getting a box of tea delivered to our house every two weeks, pretty much, because I am instead drinking a lot of this, making it myself. Um, As far as peanut butter, so, so good to make your own. I will say that the game changer for me, for years I tried to make peanut butter with our KitchenAid food processor, and it does work. It took me a while to figure it out. I'll leave a link in the comments with the specific directions of what I finally figured out if you have a relatively good blender or a relatively good food processor, you can follow these directions and you can nail the delicious peanut butter. You do have to roast your peanuts in the oven at just the right temperature, just the right amount of time so that it's releasing the oils and your food processor is able to really get the peanuts to cream up. That's the problem I was having. It wasn't getting creamy. It was like, it just wasn't mixing. Um, But then I discovered my current blender I am in love with this blender. And actually, I was so excited. I reached out to TriBest, who makes my blender and my dehydrator and my vacuum sealer. And I told them about this season on the podcast and asked if they could give you guys some kind of special. Because if you guys are listening to how you want to make food convenient, maybe you would like to get one of these appliances because they really do. They're game changers. And they said, sure. So go to solelyrested.com slash coupons. That's where you can find all the special offers at any time that I have for you guys, solelyrested.com slash coupons. 
but right at the top, you will find all the information about this blender and a link to it and the code that you'll need to get the savings. It's only available for a few more weeks, so definitely go check it out if you are in the market for an amazing blender. But it is truly a game changer if you wanna make your own peanut butter. It takes two minutes, six cups of peanuts, raw, right out of the jar, into the blender, no, nothing else added, and in just two minutes, you have amazingly creamy peanut butter. If you're not really sure, I don't know, peanut butter isn't a big deal to you, let me just tell you a few things that I've just actually recently learned about peanut butter. Homemade peanut butter has a lot of antioxidants in it, which of course keep your cells healthy and are gonna reduce your chance of all kinds of chronic diseases. But there's one particular antioxidant, I'm not gonna pronounce it right, resveratrol. <laughs> um, but it's been shown to have anti-cancer effects, like studies have shown this. And this is what I think is really kind of crazy. It lowers the risk of obesity. Like what? Like I kind of thought peanut butter was really fattening, but somehow there's this one antioxidant that studies have shown help with obesity. So maybe it kind of equals out. I'm not saying you should go out and eat loads of peanut butter. I'm just saying it's kind of the neat thing. It also has been shown to lower um, risk of heart disease and cognitive decline, which I think is kind of interesting. Like maybe we should be feeding more peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in nursing homes. I don't know, to help with cognitive issues. Um, also, of course, if you're making your own peanut butter, then you're gonna have peanut butter that has the good fat. If you're buying peanut butter, most likely it's been processed with hydrogenated oils that are so not good for you, but you don't have to worry about that when you're making your own. But all of these reasons and other ones too, like seriously, it's worth the investment in a Cadillac of blenders if that's what it's going to take for you to want to make peanut butter often because it's so much better for you. It's really good stuff. So definitely check the link in my bio for the specific recipe and more information on peanut butter if you would like. Or you can also just anytime search solelyrested.com, search for peanut butter and you will find it. Or hey, I just put a reel out just this morning that shows my blender and shows the details on making the peanut butter. So in one of those ways, go check it out. Do not hesitate. Do not pass go. Just, just do it. Oh, and also one more thing I want to mention before I move on to my next thought. Um, if you do go to solelyrested.com slash coupons, there you will find, like I said, the blender information, but try best has given this offer on all three of the products that I love. And it can, does you don't have to choose my blender. You don't have to choose my dehydrator. I think they only have one vacuum sealer. You can choose any of the ones that they offer and take advantage of the special discount. And if you want, you can buy all three items and use the discount on all three as much and as often as you want for a few more weeks. So if you go to solelyrested.com slash coupons, that's where you'll find all that information. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is kombucha, because I mentioned that that's one of those things that if I was answering that second question about what do I just not have because of money, um, it was definitely kombucha. So when I started making it, first of all, there were a lot of things I had to learn, made a lot of mistakes, but once I figured out the details and I did a lot of research, I did a lot of reading about scobies and the bacteria and the yeast and how it all works. 
But once I got that figured out, I kid you not, it's the easiest thing that I do in my kitchen. It's so simple, especially with a few tricks and tweaks that I figured out that cut so much time and effort out of the whole process. I could almost do it in my sleep and I almost spend no time thinking about it. And we have kombucha available at all times. I do a continuous brew. We can just flip the tap, fill our glass and have kombucha. I also can have any flavor that I want to make. And I often will have a few jars on the counter of different flavor options too. And the crazy thing is I can do it for pennies. So I did make a masterclass on this very topic because when I realized if everybody knew how easy this was, if everybody knew these simple little tricks that I figured out and a couple tips that they really need to understand, everybody can do this. It's kind of game changing. It's kind of life changing. If you want to know more about my masterclass, please go to solelyrested.com slash kombucha. And if you read on the masterclass, read up on it, and it's just not for you at this time, If you scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, solelyrested.com slash kombucha, you will see a link to a totally free resource that you can download anytime. It gives you some information about making kombucha and I share a lot of recipes in it. So whether you're interested in the masterclass itself or that free resource, please don't not do this because I know when you're listening to a podcast and you're driving down the road or you're washing your dishes and your hands are wet, you just don't remember these things and you don't take time to write it down and you shouldn't if you're driving. (laughs) But hopefully that's not too hard to remember that URL and you can come back to it solelyrested.com slash kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A or message me anytime on Instagram and I'm happy to give you the information. So a few other things about kombucha. One thing that I learned that I I hated when I bought it at the store was it was very vinegary. I learned how to make sure my kombucha is never vinegary. So I'm not wasting a dime on making any that gets thrown out. And then I also figured out lots of ways to use it if it did ever turn vinegary. So that's all in the course too. Um, Excuse me. (coughs) And when I did a cost benefit analysis, it's really nutty. I went to the store and I priced it. I looked at the exact amount of ounces. And then I spent a few weeks with my own that I was making, writing down what I was spending. And here's what I found out. If I bought it at the store, and this was a couple years ago, so this actually might be a little different now. I haven't priced kombucha in years since I've been making it. But if I bought it at the store for a half gallon worth of it, because that's how I make it. I'll use a mason jar half gallon to flavor my kombucha for my second ferment. If I bought that amount at my local grocery store, it would cost me $13.30 for a half gallon worth of kombucha. And my half gallon jars cost in this range, it is quite a range, anywhere from 45 cents for a half gallon to $3.70. But even at that highest range, which is a specific flavor that I almost never make, but at that very high, most costly range of $3 and 70 cents, that's not even, is it even a quarter, 25% of, if I bought it at the store, $13 and 30 cents. So it's crazy. Often I can have three bottles, three half gallon bottles of different flavors sitting on the counter available and it cost me a total, are you ready, of $2 for 
for those three half gallon jars of all different flavors that we love. And it's the exact flavors that I want to make that our family loves. It's not what I'm stuck with, whatever's at the store that I don't really like. It's exactly the way we love it. It's bubbly, it's delicious, and it's so good for your gut health. So whatever that thing is that you're not enjoying when it comes to real food because you just can't afford it or it's just too inconvenient to try and get it as often as you would like to have it, research that thing. Figure out. Invest the time in it. It's worth it. It really is. And you might waste a little bit of time. You might waste a little bit of money in the process of figuring out how do I make this thing that my family really loves that I can't afford. But in the end, when you nail it, when you figure out how to do it, first of all, it feels so good. I still get giddy. I really do when I'm making my batches of kombucha. I get giddy about how easy it is, how delicious it is. And it's like still unbelievable after years of doing this Wait. I'm making my own kombucha every week. (laughs) So it's worth it. And when you nail it and you figure it out, in the end, you will save money too. Most likely, I can't imagine anything that you wouldn't save money over buying it when it comes to real food stuff. So there you go. I hope that that's gotten you started on this idea of questions. Please join me for our next episode. We're going to go over the next two questions in detail and what I did for the problems I had in those areas And please, if you enjoy the podcast, take a second to go leave a five-star review over on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. And I wanted to, speaking of that, share with you a star listener this week. I got this message from Janelle and it was a wonderful, beautiful message, quite long, that I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I want to share with you a little bit of what Janelle wrote. She said, Coming home from a chaotic workplace and listening to your podcast rests my soul in ways unimaginable. It's like reading Anne of Green Gables for the first time every time I hear about your life. Thank you for what you're doing. I hope one day to be able to use what I learned from you to replicate in my own life. Love, Janelle. Well, I don't want to disappoint to let you know my life is far from perfect. And wow, an Anne of Green Gables kind of life, that sounds so wonderful. I don't think I'm there yet but I do feel very blessed. So, and I really feel very blessed when I hear from wonderful folks like Janelle. So thank you, Janelle, for taking the time to reach out and with those sweet words. They really do encourage me because, I mean, some days it's hard, you know, to keep chugging on. So when I hear from folks like you, Janelle, it makes a world of difference. Thank you very much. And meanwhile, if you guys have any thoughts on these questions, these four questions we've talked about today, um, reach out to me. Let me know. What are your answers to these questions? What items do you struggle with the most? What do you wonder if you can find a homemade version of that your family would love? I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram or um, Facebook or through email or on my blog. However you want to reach out, I would love to hear from you. So that's it for today. And remember, guys, I know it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple, everyday efforts. It's not easy, but it is a very good life.